0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Run Your Mouth Podcast. We're on the eve of revolution. We're out in the Shedcast. We're prepping. We're making weapons out of everything we got. And now we're doing video for the new year. So thank you to our sponsors. Uh, Who are our sponsors? Well, the Shedcast for allowing me to come in here and record out of it. And you can check that out right after this show. We go right into the Shedcast. That's the late night fucking boozing hang. And now we're going to talk about some politics. Who are our other sponsors? Yo Kratom. They got all the Kratom you ever need. And then sheath underwear, they're going to protect your nuts. Let's get into the news. Did our country just become fucking awesome again after four years of Trump But just being same old news of fake news, not fake news. Trump being all like, uh, Hey, uh, they're trying to get me out of the election. Everyone's like, Trump's a Russian agent. It's all just reporting about Trump. Now people are dressing up like Davy Crockett and storming the Capitol building. It's getting fucking cool again. And by the way, you know, for all the people talking about the violence and how horrible this was, it was basically the great breach of mall walkers. That that's, that's what it was. was A bunch of fat people. If you ever went to the mall in the morning, when a bunch of people, they're walking up and down the stairs, looking all aggressive, pretending like they're getting a work that's what it looked like. It's like a bunch of people started like just walking in and they're like, oh, I guess we're inside now. Alright, I guess we're we'll take some pictures. It's like we'll we'll take the Capitol tour. It's usually you gotta wait an hour and a half. You gotta know a senator in order to get this place. So I guess I'm inside. I'll look at some paintings. And I also love this I saw a couple of these things where people like they breached inside and then a bunch of cops were standing there and the cops were like dude you gotta turn around and then they turn around like, well, I don't know, they're all pushing me. And then the cop's like, all right, I guess you guys are inside now. Well, the funniest move I saw from a cop where people were coming inside of a door and one guy got in the door and then the cop took one of like those ropes that they do for VIP sections and just moved it back. And then a hundred people just walked right in through it. It was like such a, it was so weird that these people were just able to walk right in. And then once they were in, they were just kind of respectful. It was like people, Hey, I'm, I'm inside. Here's where I give people the most respect for Cause some people were like in really crowded kind of air. I feel like if I got inside and I was stuck amongst the I would just be like, where the fuck's the bathroom? I got to get out of here. I would just be, or I feel like the way you would get me to actually breach the building is if I was on the outside and someone in front of me was like, yo, they got bathrooms in there. I would totally be one of the people that went in. Uh, so these guys, they went inside. No one really did anything that interesting. The best picture I saw were these these dudes that were sitting in the, uh, I guess the, the head of the Senate. There's two different rooms, right? I think there's one room for the Senate and one room for Congress. I don't think they use the same room. They got fed money. They can afford plenty of rooms. It's not like trying to broadcast out of a shed. They got multiple rooms. They don't even use them that often. They got the C-SPAN television cameras so you can see them not really doing anything whenever you want to turn it on. Uh, so somebody sat in like the big-ass chair. And I think next year, presidential cycle, it should just be one day only. People get on the outside of the building. First person to sit in that chair is president. Just like fucking Royal Rumble of the Century. That guy was awesome. I wonder if any of these people are going to get in trouble. I think the guy who just didn't give a shit and was like taking an Instagram photo was cooler than the male model who was dressed like Davy Crockett, but that's just my call. Now, I didn't really see anyone doing anything all that interesting while they were inside. Here are some things that if I was able to get inside, I would have done. First, would have sniffed AOC's chair. Not gonna get too many opportunities to do that. Next, I would try and find Jim Jordan and wrestle him. Sure, am I gonna get pinned? Yes. Is he very attractive? And I would, have, would I find that erotic? Absolutely. Would he hopefully get an erection, pin me, and then make me his wife? That's what I would hope for. But you know. I don't know if that's going to happen on a first interaction. I'm hoping that, you know, I meet him once. Maybe we shake hands. He realizes, wow, this guy's got a pretty strong grip. Next thing you know, we both get into those wrestling stances. My hand's on the back of his neck. His hand's on the back of my neck. We're both pulling it down, trying to make the other person blow each other. We've all had our Jim Jordan fantasies. This one's just mine. Next thing I would do, I'd look for something small that's worth stealing. Because you don't, like, some dude was walking around with that podium. He basically did the Bigfoot pose where, like, I don't even think he tried to leave with it, I think he just wanted to get a picture which by the way, these people were fucking ballsy as shit That not only did they go in there without masks, they were purposely posing for pictures of themselves Stealing shit or putting their feet on Nancy Pelosi's desk. It is incredible that these people haven't been arrested I'm curious to see if any of them will be arrested. If I was Trump I would just write them the pre-pardons right now for being fucking awesome Did you guys see that picture though? The guy who grabbed the podium was just like Why looking like it was like the Bigfoot pose like you were you were caught um, I don't know what's in that building that would be worth stealing, but there's got to be some small items lying around that you can easily fit in your pocket that are worth a shit ton of money. I also wonder if that building has cameras in it like a casino. Like, when you think about a casino you think, hey, I can't get away in anything in here because they got cameras everywhere. I'm assuming in the Senate building they don't because these people want to be able to stand in their corners go, hey man, I'll suck your dick if you get this thing passed and then you'd be like, well I'm gay and you're Jim Jordan so I don't know where I'm going with that one. Let's move on. Um, (laughs) The other thing I would do is if I went into Nancy's office Nancy Pelosi, I'd be, I want to find like the files where she's talking about some corrupt shit. Like I would think I would try and fish around, see if I can find something really interesting or if I I was going to take a picture in Nancy Pelosi's office, what I would do is I would try and sneak in with baby corpses, put them in the desk and then pretend like you found them in the desk and be like, look, this is where Nancy Pelosi's getting her fucking vampire blood. The other thing that's always funny is, um, like I once got thrown out of a summer camp and in the, in the, in the rafters, there was like a gap, like the roof went down and there was a gap and I put pickles in the roof. Always funny to leave pickles behind if you find a place just to stash pickles pickles or turds always funny You open up someone's desk drawer you put fucking pickles in there or turds Always funny. That is never not funny. I hope that in two weeks from now, Senators are complaining, like, you see Mitch McConnell, he's all grumbly, he's, like, making some announcement, like, we can't, what does he sound like? He's just grumbly, like, we can't avoid uh, uh, something smells or something. I don't know. Just put fucking turds in McConnell's desk. I gotta work on my McConnell impression. It's pretty good if I just hear him. I just haven't heard him. All right, so after watching these people, you know, peacefully do their mall walk around the building realize that it kind of looked nice and so they weren't going to ransack it um i've got some questions first is do we see a roundup does the fbi Start taking the footage of the people that were walking around in this building and start, you know, arresting people two, three, four months from now, two weeks from now. Do they take some people, make an example out of them? Do some people get prosecuted? Uh, Does the country move on and go, listen, we all get the thrill of walking into the Capitol building and not really doing anything. Everyone can get excited in the moment and, you know, it gets brushed on the rug. I don't know. Next question. Do we see an escalation? Because sometimes like, things are just a tipping point. People are like, oh shit, they got inside the Capitol building. Uh, I want to be inside the Capitol building. And then everyone flocks to Washington. And next thing you know, you got a revolt or you got people... I don't think. I think we already saw that it's not going the way of escalating or secession. Next thing is that people were doing this for Trump, which like... Dude, I, I just can't believe that people would do... like Trump, Who gives a... Fu- like, it's amazing to me that I guess people love Trump so much that they'll go ahead and do it. And I guess we're lucky that Trump's not a real leader. Because if you had like a real leader... He would be like, oh, fuck, we just stormed the Capitol. Let's fucking take this shit, and then let's go kill the Jews. Let's do that shit. We've got this thing. We've got this, like, I'm not leaving the Oval Office, but Trump was did not do that. He was just like, we're going home. We called it a day. You guys did it. You managed to walk around. Good for you. Um, next question is, do we end up with more authoritarianism? Do Nancy Pelosi and everyone go, listen, we can't let conservatives be on social media. Uh, they're uh, threatening our democracy. They're getting violent. They're peacefully walking around our Washington buildings. We can't possibly have that. We can't have people, you know, taking selfies and not doing anything violent. That's an outrage. We can't possibly have escalations of this magnitude. So I'll be curious to see. They've already thrown Donald Trump off of Twitter. I believe they threw him off of Facebook as well. And it will be interesting to see if they really uh, go after conservatives or these militia type groups Uh, as if they're terrorists or as if they need to be removed from our society under the threat or or under the claims that if we don't get rid of these people, um, you know, they're going to have a violent uprising, which if anything, this is proof of the fact that there was no violent uprising. This was their big moment and they walked around and that's it. So I I think if we, if anything, it's like, you know, in the Lord of the Rings and they said, hey, we can't give this to a man, the ring to the man, because when the man finally got to the thing, he never threw it in. You guys remember that scene? That was the whole thing. It's like, we need an elf, because men, they like jewelry too much. You know, you get a man all the way there, he's not giving up his jewelry. We gotta give this to an elf, because I guess elves don't like jewelry as much. I don't really remember why the elves um, didn't like the jewelry as much. Does anyone remember why? So anyways... We had them, we were at that moment and they didn't do it. So what do you think's coming next that these people are actually going to be in a violent revolt? If anything, this is proof of the fact that it's not going to happen. And then the surprise, what I didn't see was that guy who satted in, uh, in Nancy Pelosi's chair, Satted is a word now. Um, I hope he at least farted in it. Like if you're already going to get all the way there. Alright, here's my other takeaway. I think Trump looks like a fucking bitch right now. That's what I think. He's talking about, we're going to overthrow it. He's like, the election, he was total Fred okay? We're going to overthrow the government, okay? I'm not leaving office. And then everyone goes and actually goes, listen, we're going to have this peaceful walk through the building, and he goes, okay, no more peacefully walking around. I'm, that's it. We're calling it a quits. I don't want anyone to do anything. And then here was his official statement. He said, even though I totally disagree with the outcome of the election, and the facts bear me out, nevertheless, there will be an orderly transition on January 20th, and I'll just continue complaining about this forever. Um. To me, this reminded me of, like, we've all seen this scene. You might have even seen it, like, in real life, where a dude, like, is sitting at a bar, he's too drunk, and he says something so shitty to, like, the bartender that everyone in the bar is like, yo, you gotta go. And he's like, nah, like, fine, I'm leaving, but I didn't do anything wrong. Like, I'm gonna go, but it's not because I did anything wrong. There's a scene, you guys ever seen the movie, um, Tin Men? Great movie. It's with, um, I, it's with Danny DeVito and the guy from Jaws. What's the name of the guy from Jaws? Chief. Chief. Yeah, no, it wasn't with Chief. It was uh, that actor. I forget his name. Anyways, they have this scene where they get into like, uh, they, like they pretend like they want to get into a fight and they both go outside and like, oh, I'm about to hit you. Ready for me to hit you? I'm gonna hit you. And then a cop comes and they're like, oh, you're lucky that cop came and really neither of them wanted to fight each other. That's what I feel like Trump was right now. This whole time, he's going on and on. He's like, we're really gonna do something. And then everyone shows up in Washington and like, we'll get your back. And he's like, no, nah, let's not really do anything, guys. I didn't mean it. I I think going forward every time he goes through one of these rallies like he can bitch and moan about them stealing the election dude you were there you didn't prevent them from stealing the election you weren't able to convince anybody that they didn't and then people showed up in washington willing to support you and you told them hey everyone go home looks like a fucking bitch if you ask me that that's my takeaway i mean it's easy for me to say that he's got a hot wife billions of dollars was just president most famous person that probably ever lived which by the way think about this you got the most famous and interesting person that's ever lived and social media platforms that are in the business of just having people be there to basically observe what's going on and engage, you're removing the most famous person in the world. Doesn't that suggest to you that they don't, like, it's not about profits, it's about censorship? That's fucking nuts.
1: You you, you, don't, you think he's more famous than Michael Jackson? Yes. Yeah, after becoming president. After this yeah. past four years, for sure.
2: Especially because
0: even, like, a couple years ago, you could probably meet a kid who's young enough, not really into hip-hop, that conceivably, I, like, the way I meet kids, and I'm like, how the fuck do you not know who Chris Farley is? Like, how is that even possible? It wouldn't be shocked. Like, I didn't know who Prince was till he played the Super Bowl. I literally didn't know who he was. I was like, who the fuck is Prince? Purple-wearing short guy? <laughs> He's got some great songs. I mean, not that Prince needs my fucking endorsement. But I'm just saying, like, who in the world doesn't know who Trump is? And also, half of all media not half of all media, but most of the conversation in the world is about Trump and you're going to remove him from your platform, the most engaging person, like he's going to end up somewhere and the market's going to end up somewhere. Um, and just to go back, I want to know. So now that this is all wrapped up and Trump is saying, Hey, we're going to peacefully give it over. Like, so are we still waiting on to release the Kraken? He's been talking about this Kraken thing. He also
2: said, um, I think recently that, um the people that storms should be prosecuted.
0: By. Really? So he's really selling them out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. That sucks. Firstly, they sure didn't fucking storm him. a building. No. They were standing around. There were mind. probably some instigators that were hired by the CIA who were in the front lines and said, "Let's storm it." And then they're like, "All right, I guess we're walking inside." They got excited. Nobody should be going to jail for that. I don't know. We can. What, what do you guys think? You think uh, it was a violent uprising, Sid? Didn't you've got an opinion there was five on this one.
1: People that died, right?
0: And the people that died. I believe, you but know yeah, what, I only know die? the girl that died, and I don't blame the Capitol Police yeah, that shot COVID. her, I'm that's almost, COVID. no. Yeah.
1: COVID killed her right there on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. There was also, yeah. there she was got also shot a She got shot in the neck. there was also what are you a yeah, talking about? Died. COVID. <laughs> One of the Capitol Policemen, that he <laughs> died, the they announced today he was the fifth guy to die. He, like he, from COVID? From COVID, probably, yeah. <laughs>
0: Fuck I haven't, this. you know, so I guess, uh... Cases
1: went up in D.C.,
0: I read Five I read people. the news this morning. I was watching it yesterday. I saw the headline that four other people had died, but I guess I didn't do a full investigation into that. Uh, do you guys know who the other people that died were? No,
1: I have no idea. That's why I asked. It's I, I don't know. They don't talk about it on the news. Like, they yeah, well, they also it. said
0: that it was peaceful, and then overnight it didn't look like it was. They also didn't seem to want to show pictures of just how large the crowd was outside of the building. It's weird that if you're just trying to follow, which by the way, that level of propaganda, I understand. They don't want the country seeing, hey, Washington sees in chaos. You might be able to throw overthrow the government. So if there's ever a time to shut down the news and be like, oh, everything's fine here. I don't know what you're talking about. Trump sat down to do patty cake with Biden. They get along great. He's actually going to join. You know what I mean? Like that's the time that you would lie about that, but it was almost weird i found i mean i don't have cable so i don't know what they're reporting on cnn i don't go to cnn and fox but i see what they're basically doing on youtube in that regard uh and i found i had to go to twitter to basically see the like find the pictures and scatter images you still can't really get pictures of crowd sizes. I did notice though that they were saying like, oh, there's a strictly enforced curfew. And then I think I was seeing pictures of people that were out at night, unless you never know, it could have been pictures from like other nights in Washington. It's impossible to know who was lying to you. Which brings me to my next point, which is go back to our previous episode of Go Back to is pick a lie, any lie, where I laid out all of the claims of voter fraud that took place in this election. I was saying what's very annoying about this is that we will never come to truth. And now I said about the Mueller investigation, if you guys remember, they failed to prove Russia collusion and they said that this is not an exoneration. And I said, well, that's not the way it works. If you can't provide enough evidence to say somebody's guilty, then they're not guilty. It's not still a question. That means it didn't even make it to court because you didn't even have enough of a case to present it. That means totally not guilty. So for the sake of being consistent, you might be able to say over here, Hey, this went to court, nothing ever got proved. And so why would there even be a basis to still think that there might be voter fraud? So who knows? Maybe I'm not being intellectually honest. I think that when it came to the Mueller investigation, they spent millions of dollars and did a full investigation. When it came to the voter fraud allegations, I saw testimony after testimony in these court proceedings of people being like, I saw shady shit going on and they just certified the elections. It doesn't seem to me like this was really looked into. And here's the annoying thing. If a a president's going to like make bold ass fucking claims, like they, rob me of the the election, we should have a way of going, this person is certifiably wrong and here's why he's certifiably wrong. You know what I mean? Like these things should not be open-ended questions and they are, which is leading to this kind of angst and people being able to not be able to decipher fact from fiction and feeling like their vote has been robbed, which is creating these kind of situations in my opinion. Now we've got the conspiracy moment. One was they reported on pipe bombs, both in the Republican buildings and the Democrat buildings. They're like, there were pipe bombs, but we found them. Like, yeah, because he fucking planted them. Like, what? They were, oh, look, magically, we know that there were bombs here, but, you know, nothing happened. And then also there's reports of that Davy Crockett motherfucker that he's, like, part of a K- quanon or, or Q- that he's non, been yeah. at. Well, the Quanon like, that is part of the Trump, that's not like he's Black Lives Matter. But they've said that he was at, like, a Black Lives Matter rally, but he might've just been there cause he wanted to show off his look. You know, he was practicing his costume from when he got to this rally. I, uh, I don't know. It could very well be that you had these kind of professional agitators there. There is something cartoonish about some of these photos where it does almost look like men in costume. Like the, like these people look so what you would think of Southern Trump supporters, that it's a guy rocking a look. I can't tell you who knows. Um, Here are some of the defenses, and I already saw this. I call this a part of the problem that if I was there and I got in trouble, I would say, oh, I was just I was pushed inside. I just ended up in here. Some guy pushed me and then I was already inside and then I was just looking for the exit. The guy who was in Nancy Pelosi's office claimed that he said someone pushed him in there, which is Mm -hmm. great. Uh, And then the other one is I would just claim like, oh, I thought they invited us in. I just saw everyone walking inside. I thought maybe they uh, said, hey, come on inside. we got some tea in here. All right. So
2: invited and then they started pushing.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then then you're already inside. You start looking for the bathroom. You make an afternoon out of it. Here were some of my favorite pictures of the day. Um I was uh tweeting these. Uh first one was this dude. He's another guy who almost looks to me like he's just an actor in costume. Like he's dressed like he's a in a biker gang, but he does not have the face for that kind of a life. And his shirt looks a little bit too pristine for the logo. Like that's the shirt style. Uh, if you were like, I I have T-shirts that I actually got at a concert ten years ago, and they looked aged, and they're pretty cool. And then you can go to Target and buy like you know what's supposed to look like that. This looks to me like that. Like he went into a Walmart in the yeah, south. In the Two days beforehand, yeah, to like rock the look. My joke on this one was that he's like, "Yo, come on, let me suck your dick, bro. Mm-hmm. I got my mouth open. It's like right there. Just put it right inside." All right, Sid. What other pictures did I uh, did I highlight on this one?
2: It almost as like a
1: dance battle. Oh yeah, I is that same? Like,
0: oh yeah, a little in the, in the,
1: bit. Like dressed up as a fucking. <laughs> <human>. <laughs> <laughs> this and.
0: is I like this. He's this is where they storm in and he's like talking to the cop and I was just like. What was this comment? Like, yo, bro, we just kind of like think the other guy should be president, so we just thought we'd come and, you know, we'd tell you that, and then, you know, you're a nice cop, so we figured you'd just like flip it around. No? All right, well, then we're just gonna like stand here, a bunch. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's like the complete thing, like, once you get in there, now what?
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's like-, like we got inside. There's no, it's not like capture yeah. the flag where you get yeah, inside, you yeah. take the flag, and all of a sudden it switches over. Yeah. All right, what other uh, what other pictures do we pull up? Oh yeah, I like this one. Uh, you had this fat guy, and I was like, uh, "Yo, I know where they keep the donuts. Follow me, everybody. I know where the the Senators they got a donut room." <laughs> All right, what else we got? We had one more, I think. I think I had one more picture uh, that I highlighted. Maybe it was just the uh, the Thor on crack, which was what that guy, the Davy Crockett guy, looked like. Um, That guy kind of looks like Joseph Roberts, right? I mean, he's wearing a mask, so it's just kind of—it's just kind of in the eyes. That's
1: it.
0: All right. Um. And so, as the country gets ready for revolution, we're in the shed. We're preparing. I got my helmet on. You know what else I got on? I got my sheath on. I got my helmet on my dick inside the sheath hole to make sure I'm protected in times of revolution. Because if you got to run really fast, you don't want your balls flopping around. We've already discussed this on the podcast. If you haven't invested in sheath already... What can I say? When the boogaloo goes down and your balls are flopping around and you can't run as quickly as I can so you end up being the person taken by the cops, ending up living underground, being tortured for the rest of your life because your balls were flopping around and you couldn't run as fast as me, that's your own fucking fault. I came into the shed week after week. I ran my mouth. I ran through all the news stories. I told you everything that was happening and I warned you, get yourself some sheath underwear so that your balls ain't flopping around while you're running. If you're not familiar with sheath underwear, it's pretty excellent. Uh, it's made of, uh, you know, soft, silky fabric. Even if you don't want to put your dick in the sheath hole and keep it separated by your nuts, you feel like it's a family unit. They've been hanging out together. They're not ready to be living in separate homes. I understand that. Guess what? You can wear these things as boxer briefs. And even if you're one of these people, like le- letting it hang loose their whole life, didn't like the constraints of a boxer brief, I can tell you as a man who's also a boxer person, not a boxer brief person for a very long time, these sheaths are so comfortable... The, 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 this should be your transition into brief it gives you the support you need and it gives you options You can choose dick hole or not like it's almost like living two days in one day Because you could like start the morning not in the dick hole afternoon go for the dick hole Then it's like evening time. You're sitting down for dinner. You know, you're like I'm gonna pull my dick out. You can have some fun with it Like how many things can you really do with your dick on an average day? Most days, I guess urinate Sometimes you play with it a little bit debating whether or not you are going to masturbate you realize that you're at work you probably shouldn't masturbate then there's actually masturbating there's getting together with your girlfriend you're putting it into different holes so I guess there are a lot of things that you could do with your dick but most of them are sexual. The sheath hole is only like a little bit sexual, and it's really whether or not you get turned on by sheath holes. I've heard that some men do. I've heard that's a fetish now. Some men, they're like, I'm not even going on Tinder. I'm done with bitches. I got myself a sheath hole, and you can't really fuck the sheath hole because it's roomy. It's made, unless maybe I have a small dick, So, but that's what's great about the sheath. makes your dick look big, but I've heard of some people that they'll just look at the sheath hole and jerk off on the outside of it. Just looking at it, you know, I, I'm sure you guys have done that. Don't pretend like you haven't done that. Anyways, get yourself some sheath underwear. RYM uh, is the promo code for 20% off. Now, before everything that took place down in Washington, you had um, the leader of the Proud Boys got himself arrested. Uh, it was an unfortunate thing, I felt, that while all of the chaos was going down, down the last time in Washington... He destroyed, like, a, I think a Black Lives Matter flag or something along those lines. Um, Which, you know, I'm all, you know, you want to be a Proud Boy whatever. But there's certain things that just have bad optics. Like, the same way there were a couple people that showed up with Confederate flags. It's just bad optics. There's no reason for that. Like, if you're here as a Trump supporter, you don't want the one picture in the New York Times the next day to be of a dude inside the Capitol building with a Confederate flag. You are not helping your cause, unless your cause is, Hey, I'm really trying to bring back the Confederates and I want my slaves. And then, okay. Yes. Yeah, so you're, you're, I guess you are helping your cause. I don't really think you're going to bring that many people to over to your party. Imagine if that guy's really there, like thinking like, yo, so we're taking the Capitol building and the slaves are back, right? Like that's what we're all here for. No, I was the only one. Fuck me, dude. I mean, I thought everyone was into this flag still. So I don't think that's what those people were intending to do. But I think when you show up with that flag, then all of a sudden it becomes like a Charlottesville type situation where it's all they talk about. Like, look at all these fucking racists that showed up and supported Trump and tried to take the building. It's the same thing with this guy, uh, when the Proud Boys. So anyways, he shows up in Washington and he got arrested. And when he got arrested, I was like, oh wow, that's really interesting to me that the head of the Proud Boys is getting arrested. It seems like they are being stricter towards the Proud Boys than they are Antifa. And that I guess the flag being destroyed doesn't seem to me to be quite the property damage that i've seen in some of these other cities by movements such as antifa and black lives matter wow i guess they're being harsher towards the proud boys but then this thing went on and everyone's like if these were black people that had marched inside of that building calmly as if they were walking around a mall um, and let's be honest, they would have stealed shit. That's a very racist joke. I take that one back. It came to me in my head right there, and I was like, you know what? It's there for the taking. I'm just gonna go for it. I'm trying to bring goodness to the world, so we're not gonna edit that. But <laughs> <laughs> they were complaining. They said, hey, any other group of people, if this was a gay pride parade and they marched in there, well, you know, okay, I'm no more no more jokes, because uh, anyways, gay people. Black people, other minorities, if they decided, hey, we're marching inside this building, they wouldn't have been treated as nicely. I, I just think its just, it feels like a little kid thing where everyone's complaining like, how come they're not getting in trouble? They seem to be able to march and break shit and not get in trouble, which is probably why we should just have rules and then actually enforce the rules so that everyone doesn't think like that the other group's the one that, I, I don't know, there's something very cartoonish about everyone complaining like that the other side seems to be getting away with something that they aren't. Um, Sid, I feel like that would have been one of the topics that you had a very different point of view on. So I, I, I give you the run your mouth floor. If do we have a talking stick, (laughs) Uh, I wasn't
1: trying to debate you on it, but no, I don't think that it's the same. I don't think that they calmly walked around. Like it was just a mall. I mean, they shattered windows and shit like that. So I do think that, I mean, there was when the protest started, there was, protesters who approached the capitol building in groups of like less than 10 um minorities in like suits and buttoned up shirts type shit and they couldn't even get up to the third step without being met by armed security so i think that i don't know i wouldn't say that fucking it was like an equal trade-off but i do agree with you saying that like if they just have a rule then they should just enforce the rule regardless of who's doing it or what's happening because then there's no room for this side's getting privileged this way or they're getting like you know i'm easy type shit
0: it was really uh, and that's part of the conspiracy is that usually you look at they, they showed the amount of security that existed on the steps i think during one of like the black lives matter or like One of absurd, those right? absurd yeah. to the point that you wouldn't even try it. And then you see that it picture seems, of the guy just,
1: like, talking to the
0: cop. Inside yeah, it there seems like, like uh, for some reason there was a unbelievable lack of security. And like I said, I don't blame that cop that shot that, that, that like... You're fucking armed security inside of the, like, Capital you think, building. the Capitol building. You think people are breaking in. Like, I would have thought, like, the White House lawn You kind of thing. It's like, you step on the White House lawn, you can expect to be shot by a fucking sniper. If for some reason they decide to do anything other than shoot you by a sniper, like, they did you a favor. And Absolutely. now, more often That's than not. On a
1: minefield.
0: Yeah, that, exactly. You know? like, like, you're asking for you it. Know. If you jump that fence, you're asking for it. There's certain places, if they got the no trespassing sign up, you're asking yeah. for it. I was surprised that it seemed like the cops were so overwhelmed at the Capitol building that they're like, I can't fire on this guy because it's, like it's like the zombie court showed up where, like, if I, I'm going to get literally torn limb by limb. So they didn't. But there seemed to be almost a lack of security to the point where you're like, were they just inviting these people in? Were they, like, when expecting they this? Did they want the optics of this? Too, like, it, it, I that, think, um, that's part yeah. of my, my suspicions to say, like, this was invited because they were hoping that they could get the optics of this to go look at how dangerous the conservatives are but that's more conspiracy i think i think yeah
2: the what a lot of people are seeing is that uh if when if if it's like a black lives matter protest and if it's like a lot of like non-white americans they look at it as more like domestic terrorism but i think when they see like white americans protesting they don't see it as a threat so, like, when they stormed the building, they were like, oh, it's just a bunch of white people. And they don't see it as, like, a threat, but when they see, like, non-white Americans, they think, like, oh, this could get violent. It's, Whereas like up, it's an uprising. Yeah, they're not intimidated by white Americans. They're just like, oh, like... So they see it as a protest more than a riot, I think. I think, like, I mean...
1: But in the same token, five people were fucking killed. Yeah, I
2: mean, you have to do something. You can't just storm a federal government building. Like, that shouldn't be allowed at all. It's interesting, because, like...
0: Th- like th- The flip side of that is you look at the way that both news and government treats, generally speaking, the Proud Boys versus Antifa and the way that they didn't really crack down or speak out against Antifa as there was a lot of protesting. So it seems like there's reason on both sides to feel like government is more out for them then it seems like they're out for the other party, which really just comes back to the fact that government, if they're going to exist, need to protect the public square and nobody should be allowed to, I mean, peaceful protest all fucking day. But you shouldn't be able to just go smash other people's buildings, ruin other people's businesses and face no consequences. And if like the the cops, you know, the same way when you, you're a soldier and you go to war and like i mean i don't know what happens if you're you know sent on the front lines type situation and you don't want you try and coward out i think you kind of get you get, uh, yeah, you get uh,
1: whatchamacallit. Dishonorable, yeah, dishonorable discharge, discharge or whatever or it is. Discharge. Like, it's not, it's not. Or desert, you get dishonorable discharge for desertion.
0: Yeah, or like if you're a you fucking fi- firefighter that. and the day comes where your whole squad's got to run into a house so and you no. chicken out at the last second and oh. someone dies because you chicken out. I don't think that happens that often because I, I mean, because they train the fuck out of them and like they know what they're getting in for. Those
1: firefighters are fucking sick. Right, but I'm just saying,
0: if that were to happen, you'd be like, okay, you can't have this job anymore. Well, it's the same fucking thing. If all of a sudden your job is you said, hey, we're going to take your tax dollars and we're going to protect your businesses. And then everyone goes, hey, tonight's the night we're all going to go out there and protect. You don't get to just go, eh, we're going to let them do it. You don't get to do that. And so those are all things that need to be solved. Now, the other thing that was interesting was there was an incident where, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, fuck him. Romney. Got onto a plane and a whole bunch of people were cheering basically, you're a traitor, you're a traitor. Um, I guess it was a bunch of Trump supporters. Recognize Romney here, we could play a little of the audio. Traitor, traitor,
1: traitor, 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 traitor.
0: Okay, and on the same note, traitor. this past week you had um, both Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi's houses were graffitied. And it's a little bit interesting just how accessible these people really are. Now, I venture to guess that the same way that they have Secret Service, which is very expensive for the American people, I think after these instances, one of the next things that will very quickly pass through Congress will be a bill for you know private security for everyone who works in government. I think that's coming. I
2: think yeah. Well, I think that it's I, I, it's not good that they uh, vandalize, but it's almost like a wake up call to the people like they feel like there's no consequences
0: to their actions. You mean because they got away with it. Yeah, they get
2: away with anything like she closes businesses but then for her sake she can go to the business that's closed. I feel like maybe by vandalizing her house she can be like oh shit actually No, they so can, like,
0: I, I think me. so that's the
1: whole idea I, of the 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 fish on the steps.
2: The horse head in the, the, bed, horse head in the bed. bed. So
1: you you, know? you hope so, so that they like,
0: start no, to realize like oh no. shit we got to start actually helping these people out or there's a fucking uprising coming. I think if I, if my guess is that they're going to pass a bill for protection and so that they can, and it's going to go more the authority, like these people can have freedom because look, we don't feel safe when they have it kind of thing. And that they're going to all start getting, you know, private security. Uh, what's interesting though, is I, I remember Doug Stanhope said this years ago. I thought it was fascinating, but like, Let's say you're a guy who creates a financial scandal like Enron, right? You and I, I have no idea who the fuck ran that fight. I have no idea. I don't know what the consequences of that event were. I don't know who was involved in it. Most of the time when you got like these white collar crimes, no matter how much it affects us, we have no idea who the fuck did it and we don't know who they are. Stand Up had this idea. He's like, you gotta like Fight Club style. We have to identify these people so that they live with public shame. You know, because otherwise they just kind of live in their circles. They go to their country clubs. They live their lives, and that's the end of it. Whereas if we, I don't know, I don't know, they really quite said in these terms, and it wasn't like a, a joke in an album. I just heard him kind of say it. I thought it was interesting. Um, so there's something interesting to me that there people now know who these senators are. And I guess if they don't approve with what they're doing now, the flip side is that like Rand Paul was protested for like the Breonna Taylor thing that he had written the exact law against no knock raids. So public outrage doesn't always uh, do anything because people can be idiots. Now, those might have just been hired actors, which they people think that they were just kind of, you know, basically professional protesters.
1: Yeah, but you're just defending
0: Rand Paul. Uh, I do like Rand Paul, not as much as Jim Jordan. Yeah. He's not—he's not as good looking. Rand Paul's got a gorgeous wife, though. It's a little over the hill, though. She—she she had a couple. You? Um, I know I would want to be more dominant towards her. If it's like a Jim Jordan thing, You're not I kind of—I hand and neck. No, I want to like—I want to like wrestle forehead for dominance, and then at some point have him overtake me. Uh, whereas if it's uh, she's more like classy, hot. She's not like slutty. I want to grab her by the throat. But then once you're banging, you always want to grab him by the throat. And, you know, but, you know, well, why are we talking about this? We're trying to talk politics here, Mr. Sid. All right. Uh, That is enough of all of that stuff. I received some emails and I wanted to let everyone that sent me emails, uh, I appreciate them. I read them late at night and I don't always respond to them. Mostly because I like, I'm just, I get nerd. I'm like, I don't know how to respond to this. And then I forget. And then I just remember that I had opened up an email and I forgot to respond to it. So just know if you send me an email, I read it every time. I appreciate it. Sometimes I respond to them, sometimes, like, I start gathering my thoughts to respond to it and then it just feels overwhelming so I don't get back to it. One person wrote in, he wanted more information on Bitcoin. He's curious to get started. I'm planning on having a new guest on soon to discuss Bitcoin. I know a comic lives out in Chicago. Her name's Melissa Rochelle and she is all up on the Bitcoin stuff. So I'm going to do another episode, Uh, probably not a full episode, um, but I'm going to do a segment on Bitcoin, bring you guys some more information on that.
1: Check out Dr. Carr.
0: Dr. Episode. Carr. Yeah. Dr. Carr is great awesome episode. on that shit. And he's pretty responsive. I feel like if you want more information, you could probably just hit him up and he would get back to you. And he, he's the guy that got me into Bitcoin and he definitely knows his shit. Um, the tech guy that we had on, uh, two episodes back. No, it's now it's just one episode back. I'm going to have him back on again. Cause I want to talk about VR stuff. He was really knowledgeable, great guest. We're definitely going to reference him again as tech issues come up. Um, another guy emailed me just saying he was super drunk, uh, but read this. And then I read it and he was super drunk. Uh, Dr. Crimson hit me up with some good economic articles that I have to read. Uh, and he was also, you know, I, I, by the way, I used to read zero hedge years ago. I don't know if you guys ever read, if you read zero hedge it, you were convinced that the world was ending tomorrow. Every single time, and so for a stretch of life, I love Zero Hedge, and then all of a sudden after months of thinking the world's coming to an end and that you need to be hoarding silver up your butt or the government's gonna take it from you, you start to realize, hey, you know, the world's still going on, I gotta stop reading Zero Hedge, it's affecting my mood. I want to say I can understand. I got nervous Jew energy and I look at the world, uh, through maybe a more depressing lens. Uh, but that's what you come here for. It's my show. And I tell you all the things that are making me nervous. Uh, but you know, I could be wrong on a lot of things. The world continues to go on. I don't understand how we can have as much debt and inflation. Everything works out. Okay. It might work out. Okay. I, it's not the way I see it, but you know, it's not all doom and gloom. And I, I do understand the criticism of me that I look at things through a more doom and gloom lens. But, you know, that that's what's going on here. I'm telling you, listen to, other, you listen to other podcasts for the good news. I'm here to tell you some of the risk factors that you might be overlooking. And then you get it all on your plate. But he sent me, uh, anyways, he sent me some good economic articles that I will read um, or, you know, I might forget about. We'll find out. Anyways, thanks for your emails. Next topic I wanted to talk about, there was a Daily Caller article um, that... A bunch of common companies like Nike, people that you know about, are using slave labor. Um, Basically, I think it's out in China. You got these Muslims that the Chinese people don't like, and they sleep them in labor camps. And then American companies that like to preach to us about how they can't advertise on Facebook because Breitbart's allowed to be there. They then go to China and use slave labor. So just all these fucking companies that want to get involved in politics and pretend like they're better than us. Um, most of them are using slave labor, and so go read that Daily Caller article, and you can see who's full of shit. You know a company isn't full of shit? Yo, Kratom, they're a company, they'll come, they'll sponsor a podcast. They won't just sponsor a podcast, 60 bucks, they'll ship you an entire fucking kilo of Kratom. So... If you want a clear head, you, you, you don't... Or you want to be able to get through one of these revolutions pain-free. I don't know that I can make health claims about Kratom. Also, it's only for 21 years plus. But if you're going to go and get involved in a revolution and you want to make sure that you've got, like, you know, zombie powers where you're not feeling shit that's coming at you, once again, I don't know. You might still be able to feel a lot of shit on Kratom. Point is, Kratom's fucking awesome. Where else are you going to get it for $60 a kilo? Shout out to yo Kratom.com all right. As I'm talking about increased censorship and uh, some of the risks of the left taking over. Now they've got house, they've got the Congress, they've got the presidency. Uh, there was a New York post article said, are you pulling up uh, we got to get two different screens going so that you can, uh, you know, put these articles up for the people that they could see. I'm not just making this shit up. The leader of the BLM inspired group calls for creation of a race offenders registry. Her idea is like, you got a sex offenders registry. They'll tell you certain people who they want to say are race offenders. I would imagine that while I am, uh, not a race offender, I like people of all shapes, colors, sizes, particularly Jim Jordan. Uh, but not because he's white. Uh, it's because of, I don't know. It's because of the way that he manhandles people at these congressional hearings. If a black guy can manhandle, you know, Uh, Democrats at congressional hearings, I would be just as attracted to them. Anyways, uh, in terms of as we will get more, in my opinion, this preaching about the importance of equality and the importance that the biggest issue in our country are these racial issues, uh, in terms of taking it further and further, that is one of the most out there ideas that there would basically, you thought public shaming and the Twitter pylons and people losing jobs just because of claims of sexual assault that never get validated were bad. Just wait till one person in your, like your block can say, Hey, this guy did something and he's a racist. Then all of a sudden you're on the racial registry and now you're not able to get work. Do I think that's actually going to happen? Probably not. But you know, I'm just telling you it's out there. It could happen. Here is an article from the Hill. So Nancy Pelosi, um, she just—I don't know what number um, this is of her being at the house. You're uh, you're fighting me on the mouse here, buddy. Uh, here I'll start. I can open up the article. It's already open. Oh, it's already open. Hey, you Shouldn't be fighting me at all, dude. No, we need. It's you know what we need? Kick your ass right now, dude. Um, we need. I've been playing a lot of that boxing game. Yeah, we need you to be in a separate screen where you can show the article while I'm still able to. Uh, to see my notes so that I can look at my notes and they can look at the screen. Well, but they
1: will look at the screen.
0: We'll figure out that technology another time. You no,
1: know, it's already figured out,
0: bro. I don't even have notes everybody. This is all just right off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, I wear this helmet and this helmet, it's like a Jesus helmet where it's got all the information directly from God. Like I could walk on water right now as it's long like as I'm wearing ring. this helmet. It's you like didn't, the ring. You didn't throw it out but i ain't giving this thing up no no way no how no. with all the knowledge that this thing gives me you, you, love you wouldn't believe the clarity i have and i can see all your dicks as long as i'm wearing this helmet i got all the information and in the world people can't
1: see you, you can just
0: see everybody's <laughs> dick. dicks yeah and like i can't see pussies and vaginas it's just dicks <laughs> the world's worst superpower yeah. can you imagine if, like the x men were getting together and they're like what can you do and you're like i can see people's dicks and they're like does, all your dicks, right? you're like can does that do anything for you <laughs> like no not really except his small. <laughs> yeah, I can see you lying. <laughs> like, <laughs> what else would just be the world's worst? Like, just like you know, just a useless yeah, super. Yeah, you could produce a lot of boogers, Yo, but not time, like enough don't that you know could that, dude, you what just spread sickness. Every time, oh though, yeah, you go in that's the not room bad.
2: With that guy, you always try and like fluff up. <laughs> <We can> <laughs> oh, <laughs> so uh, you know it. You know, be cool. Like
0: a booger dude. But, like, he could use his boogers almost like Spider-Man. So, like, his boogers were, like, so sticky. Like, he could throw it's it to the wall, rocking. and then he could, like, climb a wall. Like, wow. he's, like, just fucking throwing boogers and scaling walls. Like a gecko? Yeah, something like bad. that. I didn't really fully... That's a,
1: that's a pretty shitty superpower.
0: Well, I w- it started off with no, bad superpowers, no, but then I was, I was like, that one would actually that be pretty a clean, good. a pretty shitty superpower. Oh, you were saying it was a perfect.
2: Yeah, if you were the booger, if You terrible. were the booger boy. The bo- booger boy. And like, what? It's like kind of like Spider Muc- Man. Mucus oh. man and booger boy.
0: <laughs> you know, would be a great superpower if your farts started off as regular farts, but then did something like all of a sudden. You could
2: control them. You could turn
1: them stuff. into like Dragon Ball Z things. <laughs> <laughs> that would be
0: pretty good. Like, you, but but you have to actually need to fart. Like, you can't oh, just you... fart on command. And different foods. Yeah, yeah. So you have to like really no, just, eat, right? I would just eat Indian food. No, I was more thinking like people like, and then they die. Or like it, like it serums. turns, or yeah, it turns into like yeah, truth serum yeah, yeah. where if you fart, okay, this is getting that's ridiculous. Not, that's pretty good. Uh, Nancy Pelosi and then you fart next to the guy who can see dicks, <laughs> and you want to know his honest opinion. About you. <laughs> or like your
1: girl's new boyfriend or something like. Yeah, that. Yeah, like someone just fart and then they just tell you their goes, secrets. <laughs> No, nah, his dick's actually huge. Like, can you imagine, <laughs> like,
0: you're on a first date and you have to act like, hey, who's the other guy? And you go, oh, I hired him because he can tell pe- see people's dicks. <laughs> you're just like, or, I swear,
1: it's usually bigger. Or the guy who sees people's dicks is on his first date and he brings the guy who farts to make him tell the truth. They're like, who's this the guy, guy that you he com- brought? Away? He's like, yeah, he farts. This is getting fucking complicated.
0: (laughs) All right. So speaking of ridiculous, Nancy Pelosi, she made new Senate floor laws, and the Democratic-controlled lower chamber voted along party lines to approve new official language guidelines. Words such as "himself," "herself," are to replace by "themselves." Out with "father," "mother," "son," "daughter," "brother," "sister," "uncle," "aunt," and other familiar terms. And in with parent, child, sibling, and so forth. So you got to love that it's day one and she got right to the important stuff. This guy McGovern called the collective purpose rules changes the results of months of consultation, which is good use of months of time. The fact that we can no longer say aunt or uncle, we've solved everything. There's no longer a coronavirus. There's no longer debt. We can just take months of our lives to ensure whether or not people are using the words aunt or uncle I just look forward to in the future when it's like Luke I am your non-binary parent of an Nintendo. gender. It's
1: going to be the Mandela effect in a couple years. I'm like where, that's what was actually in the movie.
0: Where are we going with this? How did this become the most important thing amongst our society? And apparently there were 55 pages with of these new laws. I really would like to spend some time in Washington just to see who does the actual work. Like, who's actually putting pen to paper and coming up with this stuff? Alright, so this was from Washington Examiner... Um, you, democrats seek to eliminate gender terms in the house. Now you got to go back to my notes. So I can don't actually have to
1: fucking say that every time. I'm gonna do it for you. oh Okay, there you go. That's what I was trying to say. I got the it. office
0: of diversity and inclusion, by the way, can my notes be seen? I don't want my notes to be seen in our video. Not be seen in the video. Okay, we're working out the details as we go here. The office of diversity and inclusion will address issues of inequalities on the basis of sex, sexual orientation, gender identity. And, of course, aren't you going to need terms like him, her to differentiate who's in the unequal group? So, you know... Good luck, I guess, not allowing people to distinguish themselves, but then saying that there's some groups that we need to help out. And by the way, this is more of that scary shit that I'm talking about, of the left like actually enacting laws around this stupid PC bullshit that is, other than death, the worst part of our society. The one thing I like about the Dems coming into power and that I hated about the Trump years is I like the corruption stories. I like being able to... If there's a general theme to, uh, my show is I just like, I just think government's dumb. Let's have less of it. I I can't tell you I had a perfect picture for the level of government that I've totally thought through minarchy or anarchy. I'm not that intelligent, but I can tell you, I like the stories where I can look at this and go, Hey, if you like this thing, look at how terrible they truly are. Uh, and so... Here are some recent corruption stories because for years now you got to realize the newspaper. They got to fill a newspaper. That's their job. They got to report on something. So if you can report every day on some people saying news is real, news is fake, or Trump saying there is collusion, you know, people saying there isn't collusion. There is collusion. Trump's an asshole. He isn't an asshole. You never get real news stories. When all of a sudden you can't report on that stuff just all the time. You start actually getting reporters doing reporting and then you get these fun corruption stories. So here's one that I liked and we're going to see a lot of these. And it was interesting to me that they were going after Cruz because I'm sure he's not the only person who got in on this racket, but there the is from the wall street journal, Texas fracking billionaires drew COVID-19 aid while investing in rivals Uh, And so what happened here was Ted Cruz got about 15 million dollars from these billionaires who are doing fracking and he changed the PPE loan laws in order that to ensure that these guys would be able to um, get PPE loans. The next one was Omni hotels. This is from NPR. uh, And there are going to be countless stories about all the people that received PPE loans. The is being that they were going to help out employees. Uh, I think most of the money was supposed to be paid out to employees that otherwise would have gotten fired. So Omni Hotels, which is a major hotel resort, uh, I think it's owned by a very wealthy individual, took out a ton of PPE loans and did not keep his staff and did not pay that money out. Uh, so I'm sure that this is just the beginning of of all the stories that we're going to see, which is always nice about when government goes, hey, listen, we're going to give out money, and then rich people grab all the money, and it never gets to other people. The other thing we're going to see a lot more stories about is how many what were some of the unintended consequences of the lockdown so gene epstein laid out one which is that chances are or at least as his epitomologist friend pointed out to him i don't know if i pronounced did i get that right you're, you're nodding at you me like i got guys. that right there you go um explain that usually with her part of the way herd immunity works is that enough people uh, get immune to the virus, it can't find new hosts, and so that becomes the end of the lifespan of the virus. Since we delayed herd immunity and we slowed down the process, we gave this virus a chance to mutate. And so one of the unintended consequences is that the mutations of the COVID virus are a direct result of the fact that we told everyone to stay home and that we can't do this herd immunity, and at some point you can't beat nature. All right? That's one unintended consequence. The other one is you got a lot of people that would have gotten treatment for shit that didn't get treatment for shit. And I served Alex Jones, best source of news. You could hear him screaming the other day saying that the total deaths in this country from 2019 to 2020 are actually down. I don't know if that's accurate. I've heard different figures here. Um, but you guys understand that number that if the total number of deaths in this country are the same between 2019 and 2020, it's hard to say that there was this horrible pandemic, pandemic because obviously, I, uh, you know, or that would prove the point that people that were going to die otherwise are highly included in the overall numbers for COVID deaths, like, you know, a person that would have died three months from now. So now we're already seeing that there is a massive increase in drug overdose deaths, which is of course, because people are at home. They got nothing to do. They're doing more drugs. And so we will see more and more studies coming out of some of the unintended consequences from this failed policy that government really never had the power to do more corruption for you. Janet Yellen, mother goose. She's coming back. If you don't remember, she was the head of the fed under Obama. Trump kicked her out Uh, Put in Powell to ensure that he would continue to get the low interest rates that he wanted I also think he just wanted to shake things up, but there's studies came out. She has been put in by uh, Biden because Biden's looking for equality He's changing the Fed that no longer do they have to try and balance inflation against employment They also have to enact policies that will help promote, you know equality and end racial issues in our country. And so Janet Yellen was one of his picks as one of these people that was gonna help. And guess what? Over the last couple of years, I think she's made about seven million dollars, about three hundred thousand dollars a speech getting paid by the exact Wall Street firms that she will then have to go to regulate while pretending like she's here to represent the little man. Here's another story of corruption. Biden climate all stars. Uh we've spoken about the book the uh, Great deformation by David Stockman. One of the best chapters in there is he talks about how Obama was all about green energy. We got to do all these green energy investments. And then he gives you a breakdown of all the money that that Obama gave to different organizations that turned out to be handouts to random rich individuals. And those companies went under. Go read this article in the Wall Street Journal. I will read you just one piece of it. But he talks about how... Joe Biden, here I'll read you the first two paragraphs. Joe Biden has unveiled what he called his climate cabinet appointees, and progressives are calling it an all star list. That depends on your point of view. One of the stars is former Michigan Governor Jennifer Ger- Granholm to lead the Department of Energy, and the choice suggests a return to climate co- uh, corporate subsidies um department of energy's main duties are to oversee nuclear sites set efficiency standards and dole out government large i don't know what that word is but her credential for mr biden may be that during her governorship from 20, 2003 to 2011, Mrs. Granholm handed out hundreds of millions of dollars to politically favored startups to create green jobs. Many of her bets failed. So let's look at some of these failed bets. Take fledging electric car battery manufacturer A123 Systems, which was awarded a 250 mil, $249 million Department of Education grant, plus $125 million in state tax credits plagued by manufacturing problems. A123 went bankrupt in 2012. China's Waxian group bought most of its assets. You can go read this article. He's got four or five examples, but frequently when they go, listen, there's not enough money in the free market to back things that are important that could push us ahead. Uh, when it's not actual investors, Looking at the risk of something going. Hey, I like this corporation. I want to hand them the money when it's just the government going Hey, I like this. Uh, usually they're not as good at doing the research. They don't care about the money as much So it just goes to some people who get their handout. next article We're gonna look at here is the New York Post article which was oh Um, I'm seeing more news about aliens. Just generally speaking, I just see more alien articles coming out. There were multiple witnesses that spot a UFO over Hawaii. Yeah. This Harvard professor who was talking about this giant thing that was floating through space that looked like, um, it, it it must've been a metal forged by aliens on another planet or something along those lines. I kind of am starting to feel like uh, they're they're just dripping the alien information at us. Like they're they're almost ready to be like life's got them weird enough. Uh, here here's the truth about these aliens. What do you guys think?
1: They're slowly desensitizing.
0: Yeah, they're slowly like a couple years ago you talked to UFO. They are like, what the fuck you talking about UFOs for you crazy bastard?
1: Did you read what the Harvard professor said?
0: Yeah, but not well enough to give a good recap. He
1: said it was like a fucking three thousand foot long. Object that was moving in the opposite direction of the oh, sun's orbit, so it was defying the laws of gravity.
0: And, and he said the way the light was reflecting. Reflecting off yeah. it
1: was a metallic substance that's never before been seen on a meteorite. So and that's no and that's some that Harvard anything.
0: guy. And then you had that is like the head of the. Intel or like um, aerospace in Israel was in Israel, like there's yeah. aliens they're just not telling you about yeah, it. it. And then <laughs> we found out a couple years ago that the Pentagon has an apartment that specifically researches this stuff. And then they released that photo of like that thing that was the doing and shit yeah like that, that like made no sense. It's like all uh, the official narrative a couple years ago was aliens. You're fucking crazy. What the fuck are you talking about? That guy's a crazy person. And now it's a little bit more like well you know maybe yeah okay Alex Jones and now yeah cool. the Illuminati up covid it's from the aliens all right before we call it an episode of the run your mouth podcast uh my loyal listeners remember it's brought to you by sheath underwear they're helping make these videos possible yo kratom they're helping making these videos possible there's nothing better you know what i don't know what your plans are this weekend but i recommend putting your dick in a sheath hole and taking some kratom life doesn't get no better than that and then also although you won't just be watching it live in about 10 minutes we're going shed cast. We're hanging out. No politics. We're just going to talk tunes. We're going to talk, I don't know, because we just kind of fucking riff it. It's very different than this podcast. Aliens. We're going to talk aliens. Oh, yeah. We just, we, we let the freak flag fly. What were some topics? Well, last week was a very fun episode. We had Doomer on. I don't remember specifically what we talked about, but I remember that, that it was saucy. particularly one, yeah, fun. <laughs> we got fucked up. <laughs> that got well, two weeks back, we decided to argue about whether or not um, Justin, Justin Bieber, Bieber, Bieber not. is allowed to be lonely, yes. and that was the most animated we ever got in here. Like, you thought I have gotten upset about politics. Yeah. I was heated, yeah. and Sid was coming in hot. He was very pro-Justin Bieber I've being lonely. Than- <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I was a believer. He was a believer. Well, I was to make a believer out of you. I just think he is no right. But we don't have to rehash that one. Go check out the Shedcast and check out their music. They're doing new songs every week. They're uh, out in this shed. They are crafting their tunes. I directed uh, one of their videos. 6x2 um, nice. and a 10x8. <laughs> Go check that shit out. And uh, anything else?
1: That's
0: there you shed. are. Dude, fucking New Year. Up, We're back in the shed bringing you the news.